Today's episode is sponsored by Mint Mobile. This is for people looking for extra savings on their mobile service. Premium wireless for just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So you don't need to be concerned about coverage. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is pop in a SIM card that they send you. You can any phone. This is what I like best. I like to bring my own phone, use my own phone. You see me switching through phones. Well, Mm -hmm. I just want to pop a SIM in and get the service where I want. I don't want any complicated plans or anything like that. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 uh, and get and get it shipped to your door for free, the SIM card I'm talking about, you literally pop it out, slap it inside your phone, all you got to do go to mintmobile.com slash lou later that's mintmobile.com slash lou later cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash lou later or click the link down in the description All right, we have a very highly anticipated uh, show here, moment, interview. Um, very excited to be joined by Andre Shemako. Is that, have I pronounced that correctly? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, perfect. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on here. You have a, a wild story as far as the tech community is concerned. Uh, we've, I mean, I've seen this stuff posted everywhere if i like this double agent headline from mac rumors the verge uh i think uh, vice talked about i mean it's just like it, this this story's going all over the place so it's it's really cool to have you with us for those that don't know uh this is a story of i guess would you consider yourself a leaker is is what what kind of title um well i think a leaker would probably be more accurate okay. in that sense. Yeah, so uh, a, a leaker who was a part of the community to a certain extent of Apple leaks, but at the same time was affiliated with working with Apple, is that correct? No, not entirely, as we never had an actual agreement with Apple security. So it was on a spoken basis, basically. So how did... How did Maybe we can just go over the story briefly of how you got started there and then and then how Apple got in touch with you and sort of where things ended up. Well, I think uh, it's probably best to start how do I know how do I know the community. It all started well, I was still in, in my high school years and I came across a post of some Russian guy. And it's curious, I mean, the idea of having apps, tools, documents that normally would be reserved for employees' eyes only, it was pretty exciting. And for quite some years, it was the end of, the end of it. Up until some guy reached out to me, and he said that he needed help with setting up VPN access on his employee account. 
So I said, all right, that sounds exciting. That was curious. So, so I lied to him. I told him that I was previously affiliated with Apple and that I had all the access that he needed. Um, I'm sorry about that. That's all right. So, and he sent me credentials. So I started browsing things. I started recording things. I also downloaded things. And the account got banned, which was well, a little unexpected for me, I guess. What type of account are we talking about here? Well, it's called Apple Connect account, and it's something an Apple employee would normally use. So it's basically any account that registered to the apple.com domain. Okay, got it. All right, go ahead and continue. So I told him about that. I told him that his account got banned, and I wasn't sure what to do with it. And he told me, well, that was all right. You can have 10 more, 10 more of these if you like to continue. And that's when I started asking him, well, sorry. That's when I started asking him questions about how he got them, why there were, why there were so many different names and discounts, et cetera, et cetera. And once I had enough information about what he was doing and how he was doing it, I basically just looked up a random at apple.com address and emailed them. A couple of days later, Thomas Moyer I think he's still the head of the GS team at Apple. He got in touch with me. And he, well, he said he told me that the case was worth investigating and that he'd be appointing a team to basically talk to me and to collect all the data that I've had on my hands at this point. And well they were able to patch things up. They even forced two-factor authentication within Apple. So now, whenever you create an account for an employee, you're also obliged to authorize a device that he'll be using and to have some form of 2FA enabled. And that's when others took interest in me. So some of the screenshots that I've shared with them, I've also posted them publicly. And people took notice of that. And yes, that's when the money started coming in. There used to be this team, they called themselves they called themselves Fried Apple team. All of them are Russians. Obviously. And <laughs> they they were really interested <laughs> in breaking IOS security and that kind of thing. So they needed something to work with. They wanted software that was copied off a prototype phone or any other development hardware so that they could debug it, find loopholes, etc., etc. And I happened to have a copy of a recently released iPhone prototype in my possession at that time. So I reached out to them and I wondered how much it would be worth and whether it would be worth anything at all. And well, they've casually dropped a grand and a half in Bitcoin to my wallet. 
And I figured, well, that could be a really good business. So I just started advertising these documents, apps, firmwares as a kind of luxury goods on the internet if that if that makes any any sense sure yeah well i mean obviously there'd be people interested in such things yeah it's basically it was i guess a pretty stupid deal but i offered people to pay me at least one grand and for them to have all the data that i've had in my hands and surprisingly people agreed to that and I think during my best month, I was making at least grand, grand and a half a month just of all that stuff. Hmm. And then I also got in touch with, with a journalist. I think the first guy I ever worked with was Guillermo of 9to5Mac. Right. And... Well, that's how that iPad Pro article happened. Which iPad Pro article are we talking about? Oh, well, there was another device article, the one that specifically mentioned 95 Mac paying me money for the information that they've had, oh. which I guess is in violation of the ethics code or whatever. So you were you were at this time it sound, you were essentially selling leaks to uh, anybody or uh, information uh, credentials etc documents things like this you would you would yes. be you people could purchase from you for whatever reason they wanted including those in the leak community that would have uh, earned money from posting these leaks yes gotcha. So basically, well, I said it was stupid because most of these things never actually work. So, for example, someone buys an app that is used solely, for example, by Apple retail stores. And, well, they bought it, but they can't really use it because most of the things are either locked by credentials or by, the net or by networking. And for basically at least 70% of all things, you would need both, both, both the credentials and either Apple's VPN or Wi-Fi. Mm. Otherwise, it just, just does not work. So, so, why, would they, so why would they buy it? They would think that they, they could maybe be able to find a way to make it work? Yes, most of them actually that way still and people still sell stuff online in hopes that one day they'll be able to figure out something i see so you're you're in this community you're making money uh i mean pr 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 presumably uh you're enjoying that i don't know but what uh, at what point does apple reach out how does that change for you so at one uh, at, at a certain point i realized that i was utterly unhappy with what i was doing mm. and i i saw all the ways that were wrong about it but also there is a selfish reason and that being that i've started to lose to lose my clients 
so it was so it was a job that took tons of effort tons of connections tons of lots of time and didn't bring that much money mm-hmm. and i guess my biggest mistake is that for quite a few years i focused solely on that career path in hopes that it would lead somewhere but it did not and at that point i remembered that i still had all those contacts within uh, within the security department level and so i reached out to them i guess my intention was to offer help in patching out maybe all the sources of leaks of information in exchange well for anything really i never i don't think i ever put any precise demands on them and on what i expected from them in return so so did did apple ever pay you for this job no well the best so uh, yes the highest at the highest point of our relationship they told me that they would need to have a meeting of the stakeholders since so uh, basically everything about me and everything about our relationship was in violation of the current protocols and policies and that this meeting needed to happen in order to figure something out on how to best deal with me i guess so i'm i'm just curious what would your motivation be to work with them in any facet or put any energy into this relationship if there was if you weren't being paid for it So I st- well, I guess I hope to be able to negotiate some kind of reward. I mean, other than the people I reported, I've also reported quite a few bugs that I found in the corporate systems, like things that would allow anyone to download their corporate applications or their training videos that are specific and restricted to service providers and their own service locations so i guess my thinking was that for all the help with these bugs and with the leaks they would be able to write me a check and put it on the bug bounty program right yeah and for those that don't know the the way this works is that uh, if somebody is able to discover a bug, report it to Apple, often they will reward the individual for having done so because then they can go in and patch it and essentially have a more secure system afterwards. So this is fairly common practice within uh, that community. Um, all right. So at some point, you are now in contact with Apple. You have some sort of dialogue going on. What kind of messages are you are you sending back and forth? So it was mostly down to me discussing the information that I've had on the people. For example, this guy did this thing, and I would ask them whether they want me. To, they would want me to investigate and file a report on that guy. So the guys that you're talking about, these would be Apple employees or other leakers outside of Apple. No, actually. So we've primarily focused on some of the Apple's own employees that I knew of personally. And 
the resellers in China. So the resellers in China are not affiliated with Apple, but they have a connection with Foxconn's typically management, and that would allow them to bypass any security that Apple puts on site of the assembly lines. Right. So this is this is this is sort of where I think most people assume the uh, entry point would be somewhere in China. That's where the supply chain is and where the where the products come from. And often you'll, I don't know, see some video emerge about an upcoming iPhone, let's say, or even on the hardware side. And it would be some, you know, uh, cell phone camera video, early stages. I mean, in my case, in, in like on Unbox Therapy, it would be... Uh, some kind of model or mock-up of a phone way in advance and everyone knows the specs and the case manufacturers already know the specs and so forth so that that seems uh, fairly obvious to me the interesting part about your story is that you actually had this um that you actually had this dialogue with apple and that you were possibly so now as far as supplying them with information um how how could Apple even respond? Let's say, for example, you were able you were able to supply them with some leaker. Are you aware of how they may enforce or did people get fired over this? As, as far as you know, well, in all fairness, they have never actually told me what they were doing with the information that I provided. But I didn't do know for a fact that they act on it because I've kept in touch with the one employee or one of the employees that I reported to them. And he well, told me about the other side of this process. He told me that he was put on investigation by the GS. He told me that he got fired and well, that there might be possible additional ramifications for his actions. Can you just uh, um, clarify GS? Um, sorry about that. GS is Apple's global security team. Gotcha. I'm just it's 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 interesting the way this that I'm I'm hearing from you the way this community operates because here's a guy that possibly lost his job because of something that you said and yet you and him maintain a relationship afterwards. <laughs> how, how does that work? Is he not? Would he not be upset with you for having reported him? Well, now that the article is out, he is upset, uh, and he is also occasionally threatening me, but I'm not paying any attention to that. I see. Because, no, I mean, one could argue that I'm a total moron, and I would probably agree with that. <laughs> but solely from the point of view of me not being able to negotiate a better deal for myself with Apple. And on the other side, people forget that these people, most of these people that I've reported, can actually be held criminally accountable for their actions. So in the particular case where I've kept in touch with the guy, I mean, he leaked information to me, which then got out on a 9to5Mac article. That in itself could have been redeemable, and the punishment could have been much less severe but the real reason why he was fired is because he was using his position at Apple 
And he was trying to sell the idea of him maybe getting someone, a, a real employee account, and he actually made money doing that. So. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They probably they have, they obviously have agreements in place for their own employees that would prohibit that type of behavior. All right, so now you're out here, uh, you're public, obviously, and you're essentially giving all the details behind the whole thing. What is the what is the reason for this now? Like, if you had this dialogue with you had this dialogue with Apple, you were kind of aiming at potentially compensation for something to do with uh, your area of expertise that doesn't happen and now you're here why so basically in the end i realized that i would be happy by just being able to speak about these things and for my story to be told because after our final argument with the investigators that were put in charge of the case. They've also, I guess, they tasked their legal team to wipe out all of my Twitter accounts. And that's where I was talking, uh, that's where, when I was first talking about my experiences with Apple and the GS. And alongside all that, of course, there was confidential information that I've leaked, but they also knew ob about every single post that I've made. So for a year, they were okay with it. And once I started talking about the things that happened between me and the global security, that's when they started wiping out all of these posts on the pretext of... What are, this, what are these things called? DMCAs. Oh. As in... So they they were so able to impact your social media account based on a like on a per post basis. Yes, yeah, so basically they filed at least ten to fifteen DMCA's per day, and that got me permanently banned off Twitter. Wow! At least for for the accounts that I've had. So, I'm I I'm not, I wasn't uh, sure that DMCA could be used in that fashion. So, what would be an example of a post that Apple would be capable of taking down in that way? What would be in that post? So, well, typically the post they've targeted the screenshots of applications that are Apple only. Any videos? Um, yes, any written text. And well, on one on one side of things, they are not wrong. These things were taken from Apple, but then I guess I would argue that the teams knew that I was making these posts, and they knew that I was discussing these things publicly. Right, and and, of course, and of course, there were some things that they would remove right away, but they would keep most of of the content that I posted intact, regardless of any copyright claims or confidentiality. Yeah, well, what's weird about this is like in, in the, I mean, there's entire websites and businesses that operate by, po by posting these types of leaks. I guess they're secondhand, they're not being 
held accountable themselves. But when they go repost it, presumably that DMCA could be applied there as well. That's the curious part for me is that Apple targeted you specifically, but doesn't seem to ever do much with the greater leak community or the brands and websites and YouTube channels that would repost something that you would say initially post. Well, I guess, well, in my understanding, the real reason for the takedown was me speaking out against them. I was tweeting in a pretty lengthy thread that I was very much unhappy with the experiences that I've had. I was very much unhappy with our communication and with the things and with the way they've handled things and our negotiations. And I guess that made them really upset. So, so do you, I bent, uh, I'm sorry. Do you, so you, it sounds to me like you feel that Apple used you. Yes. I mean, if the information that I've, uh, that I've been reporting to them wasn't good, or if they didn't want this relationship to happen at all, they could have just ended it right away. But basically, they wasted over half a year of my time um, on some little errands that they, they deemed interesting for them. Now, some people may have a perspective on this that you were in the wrong from the beginning and therefore Apple didn't owe you anything. I'm sure you've heard that argument. Yes, well, I guess in a way it's true also because, I mean, I've been profiting myself of leaks and arranging deals involving stolen hardware and other stolen goods. And well, that makes me inherently a bad person and potentially also can make me criminally accountable. But, well... I guess I could say that I'm not really sure why, but I thought that all of this could go away if I do the right thing once. I see. So how long was the correspondence with Apple's security team going on for? It was going on for at least seven months. Oh, wow. And this is a, a recent seven months? Like this is in the past year or prior to that? Well, we've stopped talking around late May this year. Okay, so you had some time to think about it and then you, were, and then you decided, you know what? I'm going public with it. Forget about them. You, you, had a, you had a feeling that you just wanted your story to be out there. It's a very interesting story. Obviously, it's a... Uh, I got to be honest, I'm not really sure. Uh, it's hard to figure out how to judge it because you've been back and forth on both sides of it. You're, you're like, okay, you started out as this leaker that you kind of knew that what you were doing was wrong, but then you had a change of heart and decided to go directly to Apple to potentially help them. Then they didn't help you back, at which point you turned the other way again and said, well, screw them. It's You've been, you've been on 
all different sides of this as you sort of progress through it. It must be kind of a roller coaster. No, it is actually. And it's been quite an emotional recourse for me as well because, well, on one side of things, you really would like to make yourself comfortable, to have a comfortable life. And on the other, there is always a way to do the right thing, but that, that right thing could potentially leave you out of business. Yeah, well, depending what your business is, certainly if your business is what yours was previously, then yeah, the right thing is probably not going to be as uh, as lucrative. Now, do you have any concerns at this point that you uh, could become a target for Apple now that you've made yourself public or become a target in general? Well, I guess the answer to that question would be no. And... I think that's because I'm just exhausted to the point that I would not care if they sue me, really. So. Now, what what about people in the leak community that may feel that you sort of uh, exposed them or or that you um, broke their trust? Has anybody reached out from that side of things that's upset with you? Oh. Most of the most of the people that I still talk to pretend to pretend that it never happened. I mean, the interview part of things. So, and I just generally try to stay out out of the community and out of all these talks. I see. So, there any are there any leaks specifically that uh, in recent memory? That uh, we may have seen that you were that you would would have been responsible for or involved in. What what would some examples of those leaks be? Well, I guess you could say that some of the details of the IS fourteen, and there was a Bison article on that as well, and well, probably. Um, no, oh, and, and of course, all of these, I, I could say, small grade makes that 9 to 5 Mac posted. So, the two most recent one, ones being one regarding an app that is basically a guide of the entirety of the Apple Park that is reserved for their employees. And prior to that, was an article on how Apple Maps data gathering operates, specifically hmm. in Europe. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm curious where it is that you envision yourself going from here. So you're you you've made yourself public. People start to learn about your story. I mean, people are going to watch this. They're going to be interested in you. Do you have a, a a profile? Do you intend on turning this into something? This uh, this this new profile that you have. Oh, I don't really have any plans or intentions to do anything about this whole thing right now. So, uh, I, I guess you could say that I'm not really sure what I'd like to be and what I'd like to be perceived as. So. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, yeah, uh, it, it seems to me that 
you just want to speak. You kind of want to get it off your chest, and then you'll figure the rest out later. Uh, it's not often that we have somebody that had any kind of dialogue with Apple in the community that's willing to speak. It's an incredibly secretive company, so there's plenty of people interested. And obviously, you know, the leak community in and of itself is such a lucrative community because it leads to the news and the news leads to clicks and and all the rest of it. Now, I've personally been relatively far removed from it where I can post about something after it's already been uh, leaked by someone else. But then at the same time, you're like, huh, if we're reading about the leaks, posting about the leaks, if people want to hear about the leaks and then the sites are making money off the leaks, then kind of the whole way down the chain, we're all kind of participating in the thing. And so it's like nobody along that way, I guess, is completely innocent. I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a complex it's a complex thing that's become sort of the norm in the tech community. And it feels like it's going to be there for uh, the foreseeable future that leaks are just a part of it now. And they never used to be. It's just an incredibly developed ecosystem now you you get the new the new phone the new the new leaks the new software the new features and then eventually you get the event and it never used to be like that so i'm not sure that there's anything that anyone can do because the incentive structure still exists you were selling this information for money but is that really all that different than i mean it is different but it's kind of related to sites that profit off of that information even if it's secondhand at that point so it's really weird at which point something turns into news being able to determine that exact that exact uh, edge in which something turns into news and then is available to everyone versus the source of the leak being held accountable for it so i understand why apple would want to want to have a dialogue with someone like you when they're they, they're so hyper-focused on the initial point of the leak because that's really where their authority starts and ends. Um, uh, anyways, is there anything else, like as far as your story is concerned, that you feel like you want to put out there? Any other details? No, I don't, I don't think I have anything to add beyond the initial Vice article that Lorenzo did. And I guess, yeah, and I totally agree with you, especially that whole thing in China is a real spit in the face of the security team, because it's, well, Apple loves secrecy, and we all know that. And it's kind of ironic how easy it is to obtain confidential information, given their policies. It's, it's easy to the point that, for example, if you wanted it, if you wanted an iPhone, that ran an unreleased version of iOS. That could have been arranged, and it wouldn't have been too difficult. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, no I hear you. I mean, I've been to China a few times, and it's pretty amazing some of the stuff you see and how you have an impression over here. I'm in North America. You have this impression of this robust structure that's you that's impenetrable and then you go to china and they're like oh you need that you want that yeah right over here you know come down this 
uh, <laughs> come down this hallway right here. Yeah, we, we can get you that or whatever, whatever it happens to be. So it's, 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 it's definitely not the way that most people perceive it. And it is hard to figure out where that line is. But I think that the average person is probably going to say, hey, if you are the initial point of the leak, particularly if you happen to be an Apple employee, then certainly you're going to be held accountable and there's going to be some form of punishment involved. But then even for the person who tries extra hard, let's say to break uh, a site or or um, extract information, I think mo- most people in that case are still going to say, okay, that's the wrong, that's the wrong one. But it's just... It's uh, it's definitely not black and white. There's a there's certainly some nuance to it, and then ultimately, all of it has to do with enthusiasm around the product. The main consumers of this early information are the fans of the brand, which adds an entire another layer of complexity. Like I see you right now, you're wearing AirPods. You strike me as a fan of Apple products, and you will be right. <laughs> so it's it's it's. Uh, there's definitely it's a very uh, there's some depth to this particular conversation and I've been doing uh, m- media around Apple for long enough I've had my own experiences with Apple as well like as far as I, I had the original iPhone Ben test which as far as I can tell uh, was not a big hit internally at Apple and there's uh, presumably consequences that exist to this day so they uh, they are an interesting company in that sense and i think your that your experience with them is somewhat predictable and had you asked me prior to not getting any kind of reciprocation for your actions i would have been like yeah that might be exactly the way that it goes uh but so how do you feel right now? I mean, are you are you sad or do you feel better having gotten the story out there? No, I do actually feel better that the, my story is out there and they can't really do anything to take it out anymore. So, I mean, they've banned my Twitter and they've banned the story that I've been telling there. And now that it's out, uh, it's out in the public and it's on all these platforms, I feel much better because I feel like I have my voice back and that I can... I can have my freedom of speech, if you can put it that way. Do you expect Apple's legal team to be in touch with you? What, what, what's your bet on that? I would probably say that they wouldn't go as far mm. or anywhere at all. Hmm. Yeah, they might. They it, the the story might get even bigger if they did something like that, and yeah. it doesn't seem like there's too much to take from you either. I'm 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 not sure, but uh, how how are you doing now? Well, I'm not really sure. I know honesty. I mean, all that experience have been has been so exhausting, and I guess very much overwhelming that I've kind of lost my sense of what is going on around me. Yeah, you, well, you seem you seem young to me. You seem uh, you seem like you've got a lot of a lot ahead of you. Uh, 
I'm I I can't help but be curious like how you're gonna pivot from this moment. Well, I would definitely like to settle for something less stressful <laughs> and something more private. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good bet. Well, I have to say thank you so much for joining us. This has been a very uh, interesting, enlightening conversation. I mean, I knew that this type of stuff go goes on, but I, we've never really been connected to it uh, in in such a personal way with a person with such direct knowledge of some of how these things operate. I'm sure I've missed some important question, but I feel like we have the main idea here. And I think that's going to be interesting to a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to feel different ways about it, but uh, life is, life is weird sometimes. And sometimes you end up in circumstances that you maybe didn't, map out exactly and you're just trying to uh, react and respond and make changes and such and it seems like you tried to do that and uh, anyway now we're here but thank you so much for joining thank and you for having me it's been a real pleasure i'm sure we'll and i guess oh yeah go ahead and i guess i'll just have a great one <laughs> yes you too oh. you too thank you okay bye bye